Attention all personnel. Incoming podcast. This is MASH Matters. We are back. MASH Matters. Celebrating the greatest television show of all time. My name is Ryan Patrick and his name is Jeff Maxwell. Hello, Jeff. His name is Jeff Maxwell. It is. It really is. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, Ryan. And and yourself? Doing well. Doing as well as can be expected in the midst of all this madness. Absolutely. Yeah, in the midst, in the midst of this madness. Say that three times really fast. <laughs> Mr. Madden. Mr. Into this madness. Well, anyway. Yeah, well, we have a wonderful show today, don't we? We do. And I'm going to jump right in and read a listener email here. This is from Matt, and Matt said, Hello and salutations, Ryan and Jeff. Like most of the fans that reach out to you, watching MASH has always been something that I shared with family and friends. I can still hear my mom laughing at Hawkeye when he is the last remaining person not to have been on the receiving end of BJ's practical joke. In college, my roommate and I tried to stump each other with MASH trivia, and one of the best memories is hearing my own son laugh hysterically as he watched the show for the first time. Now, we quote the show constantly. Your podcast has been a wonderful find. Thank you for all the hard work and time that you put into providing this to us MASH fans. It takes me to work and it's with me when I'm riding my mountain bike. I even got my son to start listening. Thank you, Jeff, for your stories and insight into the working of MASH. It has been so cool to listen to you pull the curtain back and share your experiences on a show I love. I do have one request, a plea, really, and I'm not against begging if need be. Of course, I love the main characters and connect with each one of them. But there is one nurse that has always caught my attention. (laughs) Nurse Sherry. Oh. No matter what scene she was in, she lit up the screen. I would so appreciate it if you two could work your magic and invite Sherry Saba on as a guest. Keep up the great work and thank you from a grateful MASH fan. Well, Matt. Matt, Matt, Matt. You know, you ask something that's probably almost impossible. I mean, isn't that? (laughs) Nothing is impossible, Jeff, unless it's trying to figure out who played MacArthur in Big Mac. That's proving to be impossible. But (laughs) (laughs) nothing is impossible, Jeff. In fact, what's funny, Matt, is that your message came into us a little while back while we had already started discussions with the lovely Miss Sherry Saba to come on to MASH Matter. So it was meant to be, Matt. So do we just do this now? Do we just say... Hey, here's the show, and it features the lovely Sherry Saba. Gosh, uh, it's, you know, it's been so many years since we've talked, and so many years since we were part of something that was current and ongoing. And uh, oddly enough, almost 50 years later, it's still current and ongoing. (laughs) 50 Uh, years. That's crazy. It is crazy. Hey, you know, this is a special thing for us, I think, because you are the first guest that we've had. We've had the cast on. We've had some writers on. We had Burt Metcalf on. You are the first of the second team uh, other cast of MASH uh, that we've had on, really. And I'm so honored. Great. I, we're honored that you're here. Yeah. Um, so everybody knows who we're talking about. Our guest is Sherry Saba. And I'm just going to read this. As, this is, uh, I'm going to credit Monster Mash Wiki for all this information. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you were, uh, let's see, you appeared in 15 episodes. Nurse Sherry, which is who you were identified as, interestingly enough, uh, was a recurring nurse character who appeared in multiple episodes of MASH, seasons 8 through 11. You your first known appearance is an uncredited one in season seven. Uh, let's see. You can be seen none like it hot. You can see, be seen in the officer's club. I mean, she's also with a group of nurses crowding around Radar in his bathtub. 
And why wouldn't you, for heaven's sakes? Um, later, let's see, season eight, Lifetime, she attends to Winchester, who is about to donate blood to Hawkeye's critically wounded patient, and so on and so on and so on. The point is, you were in a whole bunch of episodes. I guess, is that correct from seasons eight through 11? Did well, they have that I right? mean, yeah, but more than, I think they're saying 15 of maybe the ones that I had speaking parts in. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as far as other, I mean, because I, I started working as an extra. So, I was in a gazillion episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just have lines in, in all of them. So according to IMDb, MASH is your only acting credit. How did you get to MASH? And uh... <laughs> <laughs> why didn't I act after that? I, yeah. I had no desire to be an actress. No. Oh. I was trying to be a rock star. And, um, <laughs> and I was, and when I started doing extra work, I, uh, an old roommate of mine got me into the uh, central casting. Cause I was like, Oh, what am I going to do now? I need to make some money, but I don't want to work all the time. Cause I'm playing in bands. And she goes, Oh, I know so-and-so. And so I started doing extra work and I, and I'm one of those people that like, I never sit still. I'll work every scene just because otherwise I get bored. <laughs> and I worked with David, first assistant director. Yes. David Hawks, David Hawks on a mm-hmm. show. And I had no idea, you know, who he was or whatever, but he said, oh, you, you work really hard. I'm going to have to bring you on to a show that I work on. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I didn't know what it was. And, and still, you know, when you grow up in, in Los Angeles, when you're born in Hollywood, <laughs> literally, and grow up in Los Angeles, you kind of take all this stuff for granted. So yeah, I went on MASH and it was, and it was cool. And, you know, people were great. And, you know, I had friends that would have given both their arms and legs and heads to <laughs> have had the opportunity that, that I had. And acting was just not something that I really thought about doing. I didn't, I didn't think I was any good at it, so, <laughs> but I was good in a band. So um, that's why when it, when the show stopped, I'm like, oh, dang, what am I going to do now? And then I got, I was in the music business for almost 20 odd years. So that's why that's the only acting credit. Hmm. Wow. So you met David Hawks on a different show and he's the one that brought you on match. Yeah. He's the one that, that, yep. Requested me over onto the show. Uh, You know, I know my impression of when I first got to the show, my first day was out at the ranch and it was six 30 in the morning and I got there and I'm sure you remember at six 30 in the morning out at that ranch, it's very cold and very dirty and you just hate it. I hated every second of it. And uh, I thought I'm getting out of here. I'm not going to do this anymore. I don't, like I it loved and, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that one truck that used to come out there had the best breakfast burritos on it. Okay, that's uh, yes, absolutely. I love the food <laughs> from that truck. Yes, absolutely. But that was for me. That was the best thing about the whole place. But I, I didn't like it. So, what was your impression? I mean, I, that was my impression of it. And I, all these people, and this guy was yelling at me. Get the clothes on. Do this, do that. And they were spraying all this smoke to calm the bees down. And <laughs> it was just. A, Oh, it was surrealistic. Right. smoke. I forgot about it. I loved it. I loved every second of it. I mean, I sat back going, I'm getting paid to do this. This is a blast. You know, I would take, I would grab one of the uh, the lovely army green bikes and go whipping off down the dirt roads in between when we weren't, we weren't working in scenes, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I just, I loved it. It was, it's, it's you know, it, it was fun. Yeah. And suddenly being introduced to all these people. I mean, some shows you walk into and there's six people in a restaurant scene or something. Here we are, MASH, and it's got, you know, a lot of folks wandering around. This wasn't just a few people. So was that even more fun that you got to, you know, sort of meet a lot 
lot of new people and new friends? Yeah, it was great. I loved every minute of it. Everybody was like just so nice and so welcoming. And I never felt like I was, you know, an outsider looking in. I, you know, like I said, I think it helps when you go in when you're not really like, ooh, they're a star and I'm not. I'm just like, well, they're people and I'm people and they do this mm. a lot better than I do. And I'm just, you know, happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you know the show before? Did you watch yeah. MASH? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course I did. So what was it like then for you to go from a show that you watched to suddenly you're on the show? It was very interesting. It's just interesting seeing how, you know, people really are outside of their characters. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that was really, really fascinating to uh, see how they act as normal human folks. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were just, it was, I don't know, I just, there was just something special about it. It was a spectacular bunch of people. Who was the most spectacular? I mean, Jeff Maxwell aside. I mean, do you have yeah, a- <laughs> yeah, of course, top of the list. Um, well, I don't know. They were all, everybody had their own ways, but mm-hmm. Mr. Potter would make me laugh. Yeah. Um, he was quite the troublemaker. Um, <laughs> he was. <laughs> he would make me laugh. You know, I had a lot of fun with David Ogden Stiers, you know, had a lot. I mean, I don't know. Everybody, ha- you know, he had a different kind of relationship with everybody. Honestly, I mean, I only worked... I think the last season with that radar um, that Gary worked. So mm-hmm. I didn't really get to know him that well. And I know that I remember one scene we were in and it was, you know, we're as an extra it's 27 takes, really? <laughs> they were all messing around and I'm like, come on guys. <laughs> and I think at a 20, 28 take, I, 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 burst out in the mess tent and said, would you guys just get this right? And and Gary looks at me and, you know, and I was probably a foot taller than him. And he literally lifts me up whole body above his head. And it was, we were all, obviously we were all laughing, but, um, that's the kind of show it was. Yeah, that you bring up a good example. That is the kind of show it was. And that is the kind of feeling within that set. There was no, I mean, certainly there were cast members who were doing one job and cast members who were doing another job, but there wasn't a cast system. There was no uh, agenda by a group of people to, to be uh, highfalutin or better than anybody else. No. I think it was, yeah, it was not at all. And I think that's what's very unique about the show. Is that your, your experience? Because you, you worked on other shows. So was that your feeling as well? Oh, that absolutely. I mean, here's a show. And I, I knew how big of a show this was. But at the same time, I'm just, you know, people are people. Um, that's just that's just the job they're doing. But I knew how big of a show this was. So you just never know what you're walking into. And, you know, sometimes it's it's the less successful people who are the most arrogant. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah, so it was it was quite... <laughs> There was other shows I worked on that were that were quite different, and you'd just go, "Oh my gosh, what a blowhard!" <laughs> <laughs> oh please, get over yourself. <laughs> You're not referring to me, is that right? No, no, no. Sure. There's okay. other shows yet. Okay, yeah, outside shows. of Mash. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have some, uh, I'm just looking at some pictures here with you and uh, oh, gosh. great shots with you and Mike Farrell. And, I had some uh, bad hair back then because <laughs> I was, usually my hair was three different colors. So, you know, I almost always had to wear hat and scenes because yeah. you never knew what color my hair was since I was playing in bands. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I had That's some weird cool. haircut and it was like not exactly 1950s. So... <laughs> <laughs> I look at some of those pictures and I go, oh my gosh, please take that off. 
when when you're playing a nurse and and you don't have a lot of acting experience, you're acting like a nurse. When you're in the OR, when you're in post-op, you're doing nurse duties. Was there somebody who was like showing you what to do? Did you have a, a consultant who was yes. there to tell you how to be a nurse? Well, it was, they had that more for the main actors. And if you were in a scene where you were doing something, yes, somebody will come in and say, oh yeah, they definitely had somebody medically there to make sure that, you know, you weren't saying you're operating in somebody's stomach and you're down on their big toe. <laughs> so, oh no, they tried to be, they tried to be, you know, make it as, as realistic and true as, as possible, you know, mm-hmm. how to hold this, if you had had a scalpel and how you hand a scalpel over or clamps mm-hmm. and all of that. Yep. Did you enjoy that? Or did you find that challenging? No, it was, it was, a, it was a blast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was You fun. get to play doctor, right? <laughs> yeah, it was, I'm like, okay, here's your scalpel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What I found challenging was like that. That's the big thing about acting. It's like if you're not in a good mood and they want you to be in a good mood, I didn't have the tools to figure that out because I've never studied acting. And I'm like, well, I really don't want to do this today. And they're making me do this. (laughs) Did you ever study it at all? Or did you just kind of do this on your? Yeah. Okay. So you, you, it was a learning experience by yourself. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Good. Well, the pictures here, there's a great shot of you and Mike Farrell. And there's another shot of uh, you and Alan Alda looking at each other. And it is a great shot. And, you know, when you're looking at somebody like that, the way you're looking at him, the way he's looking at you, it's real. That's real acting anyway. So you were able to bring yourself and be very present there with the, you know, these kinds of actors, which is you did, you were acting. I, yeah, I, I guess I was. <laughs> that was. It was fun, you know? Yeah. Are there any particular either episodes or moments on the show during filming that, that really stand out to you? Oh, Let's see. Well, I'll tell you what, during the filming of the last, the final movie, I mean, that was pretty crazy. It's like, here you're working in in Malibu Canyon for years, you know, the set, all those fires that have rushed through Malibu Canyon had not Mm. touched that set. And in the middle of the final movie, it burns it to the ground. And I remember going back, they took a small group of us to go back to once you could get back into the, um, the burned out set. And of course they made it look like it was still partially burning or smoke pots everywhere. And, uh, and that was just, that was so, um, it was just eerie. It was very eerie, but sort of tying up the, the final knot on, on the series. Yeah. Um, that, that, final, that final episode was pretty amazing to work on. Then my, I mean, my first speaking line ever, Alan Alda wrote, I had to flirt with him in the mess tent. And I'm like, <laughs> he's not my type. <laughs> I'm not going to flirt with this guy. He's so not my type. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you remember what your first line was? Oh, gosh. I think it was like, um, I think he said something about what my favorite color is. Oh, okay. Oh, no, I asked. You were asking him. You asked him what his favorite yes. yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Listen, what do you say we go someplace cold and get warm? Why don't we stay here and have some stimulating conversation? Okay, but I'm warning you. One or two words and I'm overstimulated. Well, I'll take my chances. Well, what's your favorite color? My favorite color? Off blue. What kind of a question is that? Oh, just your general safe kind. Bye-bye. And then there was, you know, there was obviously an occasional... I remember one scene with Mike when we were at this ping-pong table and... I felt so guilty. I, I thought, I, I'm going, am I screwing this scene up? I mean, it was like 28 takes and ping ball machine wasn't working. And Mike was getting upset. <laughs> yes. I'm like, yes. Oh no. I'm like, Oh geez, am I doing something wrong here? I was like, I was really <laughs> feeling like what is going on here that I'm not seeing. Um, that, was a, that was a little tense one. <laughs> yeah. That was a mad BJ episode. Yes. Yeah. That was a yeah. mad, he was mad. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that, you know, during this uh, podcast and we get emails and so forth, your name does come up. And uh, cool. I, I think it's really kind of cool that that it does. And questions are asked about you. And oh, that was oh, that Sherry. Well, Sherry, she was Nurse Sherry. What was her life? I find it interesting. And I think it's a tribute to your um, non-acting skills that you were able to make such an impact. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you it's know. so funny because I, you know, of course I get, I mean, I actually get fan mail. I get people trying to Facebook me and I, I always laugh. I'm like, okay, I guess so. I have, I do, I'm in the mortgage business now. I do mortgages. Um, <laughs> and I have had, I have had people, you know, I had one guy down who lived about two hours south of me and he's a, he was in the, he was a big wig in the army and he was a, um, a state trooper, just a sarcastic, funny man. And he, he said, well, you know, I Googled you. And I said, yeah, and whatever. I said, what'd you find out? And he goes, well, I don't believe it. And I said, well, what did you find out? And he goes, well, it says you worked on MASH. And I said, I did. And so he told me that he would not close his loan unless he drove up. We gave him an autographed picture and he took a picture of me and he did. He drove two hours to the closing. He said his wife swore that he was going to run away from me. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. Uh, now you're not my type either. Um, so I, I always listen. I'm just, I'm honored. You, you know, when you step, when you grow up in Hollywood, you take it for granted. When mm-hmm. I moved to Nashville, you know, you step outside of Hollywood and its little bubble, you mm-hmm. see how much the show meant to people mm-hmm. and how crazy they were. I mean, I felt like a celebrity when I came here to Nashville because <laughs> I just happened to be on this, you know, amazing, you know, historical show that everybody loves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You bring up something near and dear to my heart because Ryan and I talk about this a lot. I worked on the show, so I loved all the people. I loved the experience. I loved the paycheck. I loved all of that part of it. <laughs> uh, but I didn't grow up watching the show like Ryan did and so many other people did. So I didn't have that emotional connection with the with the stories and the characters. I had the emotional connection with all the people. And again, like you say, uh, you grew up in Los Angeles. I don't know whether the word is cynical or just ho-hum, but it, show business this becomes ho-hum and it's just part of part of what you do. That's just the lifestyle. So uh, when you get, like you say, you get out of Los Angeles, get out of California, it's a whole other thing. And um, it's interesting to hear you say that because I've experienced the same thing. Definitely. It's a real eye-opener how, mu- how much it means to people. And, mm-hmm. you know, just just like they don't, they don't even think you're going to talk to them. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I got to order my cheeseburger. Come on. What else am I supposed to do? I you know, it's so funny, too. I finally I haven't even seen myself in, in probably uh, maybe one of the episodes. I just I hardly ever watch it. I actually ordered all the DVDs so I could have them because my friends keep saying, we have to have a mash party. We have to have a mash party. Every time we see you in a scene, we're going to have to do something, you know, take a shot or whatever, or throw a, throw a water balloon. So, and I still haven't watched them. I have a whole box set and I haven't even watched them. <laughs> do you not like watching yourself on TV? Is that why? No, I just, I'm just doing other things. I'm not, I don't. <laughs> You're busy. <laughs> yeah. If it's a choice of like watching TV or going on a hike, I'll be out going on a hike. So yeah, I'm, I'm I just, see. yeah. Just busy. So your music career. So I didn't. I did not know that about you during the show that you were a, a, trying to be a rock star. Yes, I had a. In fact, Alan, a, a bunch of them bought. I had an independent. Uh, we put out an independent EP, and I know Alan and Mike and uh, I've got a bunch of the guys bought a copy off of me. And oh, um, great! Yeah, yeah, we're getting a lot. We're getting a lot of college airplay, and oh yeah, I was. That was when I really had fun. That was fun. Were you a musician or were you a singer or both? Both. I was a rhythm electric guitar and lead singer. What was the name of the group? Vicious Fish. 
All right. Nice. And don't, there was a band that stole that name later. So. Oh no. Wow. Is, is your music anywhere out where people can hear it? No. That's well, you thing. should, you should put it out there. Oh, listen, I, nobody really cares about what happened in, you know, the eighties right now anymore. There's, I think there's a, a track or two. There probably has a track on YouTube that somebody put up somewhere, but I have to move away from that because I really had fun and I miss it. So I have to, can't think about it. That was, that was, you know, I have a couple people here that I'll go out and sit in and, and play with occasionally, but. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. How fun. So, do you, so some of the people that you worked with, you know, uh, bring up some names you may remember, uh, Roy Goldman and Kelly oh, Mahara. Yeah, yeah, Kelly. Yeah. Oh, Kelly, I know. I'm so sorry to. Yes. <gasps> that was awful. Yeah, it was um, awful. Awful. Yeah. Kelly would call us when I was still living in L.A. because I've been out here 20 years now. Kelly would call us occasionally and, and let us know when there was some certain she was like the one that would reach out when there were certain mash get togethers. But um, really the only, I think, do you remember Lori Bates? Who yes. Was, yeah, yes. She had, yeah. I, she and I talk a lot still. Wow. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of great people, Dennis Troy and uh, Dennis. Oh and, my goodness. Yeah. Always, always great people. Great names. Well, I love those two guys, Dennis and Roy. They, oh, they were, were just, they the, were so funny, so funny and complete total opposites politically. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> argued to the death, but they loved each other and known each other for 25, 30 years. So I can just a, see both their faces so clearly right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really those were great moments. There's a great picture uh again with you and Alan Alda. And I think maybe that's what this although you're in the yeah, maybe that's what the show this picture was from. I don't know. Maybe you're missing like am it. I wearing a hat? Yeah, you're wearing a hat. Yeah. It looks like he's hitting. And on. you were there. <laughs> you were you were in that scene. Yeah, 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 the, yeah. We're right there. You were serving us that gr- whatever gross stuff that they would try to cook. <laughs> coagulated potato chips, potato yeah. chips, and the cold scrambled eggs. Yeah, you were in that scene. <laughs> yeah, we used to throw those at each other, which was kind of a fun thing to do. <laughs> you couldn't eat it. <laughs> Which which ones did you enjoy? Were you know maybe, maybe everything, or did you enjoy the nurse part of it, or being in the mess tent, or walking around the camp, or you mean as far as as the yeah um, what you were doing? Was it more fun to be out at the ranch, or was it more fun to be in the OR? Or I loved being out at the ranch because, like I said, I could I could sneak off and take the bike and ride down the dirt roads. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was hot. It was hot and dirty out there. That was, <laughs> it was. that was dirty and hot. But other than that, I think the mess tent was always pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> there was always something going on in the mess tent. Because <laughs> that's where Igor was. That's, that's right. Was. Stirring it up. Oh, uh-huh. oh. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. yeah. And there was a, a yeah, that's where a lot of people would hang out too. If you're waiting between scenes, a lot of folks would hang out in the mess tent when other things were going on. So it was kind of a, a meeting place because it was big and you could hang out and talk a little bit in there. Other places were a little less appealing to do that, but the mess tent was great, like a big classroom. Yes, it was like a big classroom. Yeah. yeah. And when I t- we talk about the show, it's like, too, it's it's everybody that was on the show. All the, the camera guys, the, you know, the yep. prop guys, everybody was just so wonderful on that show. Isn't that remarkable? And I think that's a testament, too, to why the show is still on 50 years later and why people love it. For some reason, that thing just clicked. And it wasn't just the actors. It wasn't just the writers or directors or producers. It was everybody connected, the crew and everybody. It was just one big family. It really was. Were you there the final day of shooting? The absolute final day, I was not, which I regret uh, to this scary. day. It was a yeah. 
it was yeah. really intense. That was crazy. We we all went out. All, all of those nurses were outside of I forget who owned uh, Fox Studios at that time. And you know, we'd all went out to lunch and had a glass of wine. And then we went out. We were yelling out of his office. And then the news trucks were there. We're going, give us a job, give us a job. <laughs> you know, all out of work. Well, I end up being on the news, and Alan goes, "I saw you out there asking for a job." <laughs> oh shoot! That's funny. Oh, I was crazy that day. I mean, it was like the minute they called a rap, it was like it was you were almost trampled. Everybody wanted to get to the stars, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was wild. <laughs> yeah, I I feel very bad that I I wasn't there that day. I was there the day before but not the very last day. I don't know what the heck I was doing or why I wasn't there, but I was. You know what? It was it was so intense that you may not have want to have been there. It was yeah. like it was, yeah. it was, we couldn't even, there were so many people swarming the stages that you couldn't even go and like say goodbye to the people you wanted to. I just, I just kind of snuck out. <laughs> what about the, you know, the wardrobe? I remember when they first gave me all these green clothes, I went, what, what, what? This is, oh, I guess I'm in the army. So I have to do that. Did they give you choices of anything or did they just say, here, put this on? Here it was here, put this on. Today is summer. So the girls get to wear the shorts or you get this. That's it. T-shirts, mm-hmm. green, all green. Yes. But we yeah. had our own own little outfits. I kind of wish I was able to keep mine, but that would have been nice to have it. Not that yeah. it would fit, but. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't have a choice. You can say, well, give me the blue one instead of the green. No, it was lovely army green, which was okay by me because then you just didn't have to think. It was like going to school with uniforms. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Did you get to take any of it? Ho- I mean, did you wear at home at any time? No, never no. took it home. I wish, that's why I really wish we had a few of us had talked about asking when the show was over if we could take our our fatigues but you know like I said the sh- it was like the show was there and then it ended and then we, we were there last day and then it ended and you couldn't you couldn't talk to anybody because you you could you couldn't move in in the stage nine mm-hmm. you just couldn't move did you ever have any or feel any um jealousy or difficulty from anybody let's say like if you were suddenly uh, singled out and had a line or had a scene did any of that ever happen did you ever feel that from anybody i didn't feel it but i may have just been you know blissfully ignorant too um <laughs> You know, just flo- floating around in my own my own head, just like going, okay, well, what's going? I mean, no, I didn't. I did not really think that there was any jealousy. They seemed to kind of, I guess, they gave lines to those they felt could handle the lines, but they were pretty fair with the nurses that were there. You know, the nurses that were there mostly as extras that they would give lines to. They seemed to spread the love a little bit. In the process of being an extra, can you give us a hint about that just for a second? What What's that like? How does that work? You sign up. It's like like you sign up with the casting agencies back then the big one was central casting and they have your picture and they type you and they go oh she's got frizzy hair she should go do the hippie shows oh she's got this she should do this or she oh she's in this age group or she knows how to dance oh I was big on the disco shows for a while um, <laughs> that's pretty funny so it's really about like what you could do and and what your age group was and whatever people were looking for did you work on any shows after mash I did not because MASH was really the only show I was working on. Even when it went on hiatus, I would live off of unemployment. Yeah. <laughs> because I was literally, because I, I was like, well, this is great because I can do this. I can save some money and I would save some money. And then whatever I did, I'd live off unemployment and then MASH would come back up and I'd be working again. And it, would, it was nice because I was, you know, so I could spend more time with the music. But when MASH went down, I went, 
oh, dang, now I got to get a real job. And <laughs> I seriously, and I did. I went out and got a job at Warner Brothers uh, Publishing Company um, in their production facility because I thought, well, I know music. I'll go get a job in the music business. And mm -hmm. uh, so I, I, I literally was only out of work for about three months. But wow. I thought I thought it was time I'd probably go get a job because, it, you know, the great thing about having MASH is like, I knew when it was coming on. I knew when I was going to work. It was more of a schedule. Whereas when you did regular extra work, you just like, you didn't even know what was going on half the time. Am I going to be here 18 hours? Oh, I ended up on a Ridley Scott. I was supposed to stand in for, oh, on Blade Runner. I was oh, supposed to goodness. stand in for the the woman, Sean, the dark Sean yeah, I was supposed to be her stand-in because I had worked with the first assistant on another movie I can't remember. And he brought me on to stand in for her and at Ridley Scott. And it was 18 hour days and I, I quit. I quit. Oh, wow. Interesting. I, I was like, this is just, that was just brutal. I didn't want yeah. that. That's not, I, you know, to, to do that, I didn't want that kind of life to work those kind of hours. Sure. Hmm. Well, I wasn't serious about that business, you know? Wow. Interesting. My goodness. Did you, uh, how was Sean Young? She was nice. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, she was nice. Yeah. I mean, that was, I think, like her first big film that I, I knew her in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She gained a little bit of a feisty reputation, but hey, everybody does. I worked on, I love this. This is a, my other favorite moment. Funny enough, it has to do with Bill Cosby. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Give us a Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Story. And oh, boy. Um, what's his? Oh God, Elliot Gould and Bill Cosby. Um, and I don't don't ask me what the movie was, but I was wearing this cap. I was I was an extra, and I was wearing this kind of cool cap. And and Cosby comes up to me and he says, "No, this is all wrong." He takes the cap off of my head and he stands under a clay light for thirty minutes in the heat, forming the brim of my hat. And I'm sitting there going, "What's he doing?" <laughs> wow. Thirty minutes later, he comes back and he puts the hat back on me, my head, and he says, "That's the way it should look." <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> my goodness. I mean, isn't that funny? Well, here, listen. Here's even in the music business. I used to have an office. I love this kind of stuff. This is old Hollywood stuff. I love. Yeah. I had an office across from an El Camino across from uh, I think it was William Morris in El Camino and my neighbors were Jack Lemon and Kirk Douglas <laughs> oh my goodness they wow. were I mean this is that see to me that's cool yeah Kirk Douglas and his wife had an office right next to me and they were the nicest people in the world he oh, would come in my daughters would come in to visit <laughs> me at the office and he would come in and he'd sit down and he would read them books. <laughs> and Jack was Jack. Jack wasn't very pleasant. Him and his giant poodle. Um, he didn't really talk to anybody. But still, I thought that was pretty cool. That's that old Hollywood stuff. That's very cool. So you left the acting business and the extra business and uh, went into the music business. And now uh, you're in a whole other business. So you're in the mortgage business. Yep. I came out of here. I, you know, I was, I was a publisher for a long time. And, you know, mm -hmm. the publishing business was great when I was in it. And then I just saw the poor demise of the poor songwriter as things moved on, as as people just stopped buying records and only buying singles. These songwriters who used to be able to have a career couldn't have a career anymore. And it just it kind of broke my heart. And yeah. I, even when I got moved out here, I got brought out here to run a publishing division downtown. And I, I really, at that point in time, I, I had two feet out the door. And I was tired, honestly, of going out to clubs at night and doing this. And it's like, I just need, and, and it wasn't the business that I got into and worked in for years. It had changed a lot. So I quit. I took a year off, which was awesome, and thought, what am I going to do when I grow up? And <laughs> um, my friend mentioned, she goes, I thought about doing this because you could, being a mortgage business, being a lender, because you know you could you could make good money, you could work good hours. And, and she, we both got in the business at the same time. She quit in six months, and I'm in it You know, 16 years later. So. <laughs> and you're enjoying, you're in Nashville. I'm in Nashville. Yep. 
And the difference between California and Nashville, are you enjoying that difference? You know, yeah, massively. I mean, it, not so much when I first got here, because Nashville was a lot quieter and smaller, and there was one good restaurant, literally. <laughs> but now all you people are moving out. All you Californians moving out here. Oh, it's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy. Exploded and, down uh, there, yeah. You know, it's green. I've got an acre. I moved to the best school district in the state. I, it's just, um, it's a it's a really nice place to live. People are so nice. And mm-hmm. yeah, who knows if I'll stay forever. But I'm here now. Sure. You know, when we moved out here, my daughter, it was such a quick move. I got this job offer, sold our house in Silver Lake, came out here, my daughter and I, she she was 13. So she was like, I'm not moving unless there's sushi. And I'm <laughs> literally, my husband was working so much. And I thought, okay, she and I are coming out. We're like 25 houses in a weekend. My realtor took us to a sushi restaurant. So my daughter was happy. <laughs> and we bought, we did this all with, by, sold a house, looked, came out, bought a house, moved across the country in about a month, all in a month and a half. Wow. It was kooky. Mike, wait, does, uh, does she have any show business aspirations? No, neither no. of them. No, (laughs) neither of my daughters do. You know what? Here and I'm I'm on this famous show. You know, my husband's British. I'm on this famous show and our daughters would bring their friends home. Not because I was on a famous show, because they wanted to hear my husband talk like a Brit. (laughs) (laughs) Sherry, thank you for spending some time with us today. This has been great to hear your stories. And uh, it's it's just fun to hear any stories from anybody who was involved with the show, whether it was uh, Alan Alda or, you know, the person who uh, held the ladder while the, <laughs> while the guy adjusted lights. I love hearing these stories. We are coming up on the 50th anniversary of the premiere of the show. It's as popular today as it was back then. Why do you think that is? Why is MASH still Why popular? Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it hit a, a nerve with everybody. I think that was just, just a beautiful combination of honesty and humor, just great writing, and dealing with some pretty serious subject matter and yeah. how they handled that, I just and the right personalities and the right actors to fill those roles. I mean, it's. I don't think that there's one thing that you can say why it's still so popular. I just think the universe just smiled on it. Bunch of amazing yeah. – bunch of amazing people got together and created this incredible show. Yeah. And I think part of it was because you were in this environment, we were in a camp. I mean, everybody was supposed to be in the army and in a camp and you all had to kind of work together to maintain this camp. I think it translated to us as people there. So we really felt that, you know, I think if this show had been in a restaurant, probably wouldn't have been necessarily as tight, but it was a place that we were all supposed to be in that was dangerous and we all had to work together and huddle together and support each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think that sort of, you know, spilled over into the way we just behaved as human beings there. I think I think, I think you're very right. I think that that is absolutely true. I mean, it, it was it was a family. It felt like a family. Well, here we are uh, uh, almost 50 years later talking about this family. So it was very important, certainly important to me and important to everybody we've talked to uh, as well as you. So, again, this is this has been lovely. We have a friend that uh, is a big fan of yours, and I would love it if you could say a nice big hello to Mike Hirsch because he is a great guy (laughs) and uh, he's a big fan. So if you might give him a great hello, that would be wonderful. Mike Hirsch, I'm so glad you're a fan. I, I, you know, that's I'm glad I've got a fan out there. So (laughs) (laughs) Um, continue to be a fan and watch the show. And we're just, we're, we're, we're all happy to have people that, that enjoy what we do. 
Thank you. That's great. Thank hey, you. Sherry, I, you have any other words of any kind you'd like to tell us or say to us or anything? We'd be happy to hear them. No, I'm think I'm I'm you know honored that you you know took the time to you know that anybody wanted to even hear anything that I had to say, and uh, <laughs> uh, I hope people in, enjoy this and all the podcasts that you do. And I'm so glad that you guys are keeping the smash spirit alive. Wasn't that fun? I just had a ball doing that. I haven't spoken here, as I said, in umpteen years. And boy, that was so fun to hear her voice and so fun to hear her experiences about, you know, what she experienced on MASH and what she went through. Gosh, that was a fun thing. If you go to our show notes for this episode, so go to mashmatters.com and click on this episode, episode 68, you will find a link to a Vicious Fish song. (laughs) So if you want to hear what she sounded like with her band, Vicious Fish, back in the, uh, I guess, early 80s, you can go to the show notes and find the link to that song. How fun. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. All right. Well, hey, that was great. So we have some uh, thank yous. Yes. Our uh, Patreon VIPs. We want to throw a big salute to some very special folks. Thank you to Private John Helms. Corporal Kelly Olivia, who was recently promoted from private. Oh, congratulations. Mm-hmm. And Captain Ellen Egglesayer. Captain Dijon Lacasse in Canada. Hello, Dijon, and also hello to Matthew, too. And uh, Major Walter Thompson Park from Canada. Thank you. Well, you know what's interesting about Walter? Yes. I mean, this is unprecedented. I mean, you've heard of promotions. I have. You hear about being promoted from like private to corporal, but my goodness, Major Walter Thompson Park was promoted all the way from private to major. (gasps) How about that? Thank you for your support. If you would like to support the show uh, for as low as $3 a month, go to mashmatters.com slash support and become a Mash Matters VIP and unlock some really cool rewards. Thanks again to Sherry Saba. That was a very fun interview and a very fun experience for me. So thanks, Sherry, for, for visiting with us. Until next time, here's looking up your old address. <laughs>